Welcome, and thank you for streaming this sermon. At Heritage Baptist Church, we believe that the Word of God and the Gospel of Jesus can truly change lives. So it is our hope and prayer that this service stirs up your affection for Christ and helps you to draw closer to Him. For more information, please visit hbchazlett.org. Wonderful song, wonderful song. Thank you, Grandma. Appreciate that. <laughs> I texted her today. I said, Grandma, you ready to sing tonight? And she laughed. So, congratulations to Brother Kelly and Miss Missy on being grandparents. So, appreciate the Lord giving them healthy grandbaby. That's all that matters. And so, we're proud for them. And great, great song tonight. Second Timothy chapter one. Second Timothy chapter one. And this will be my last of this series. So, uh, we'll see. If it's an egg or not, we'll see how it goes. And I appreciate Pastor again letting me preach in the pulpit. And I always take that as a, a great uh, opportunity that I have. I appreciate our pastor allowing me to do that. And he even knows me and he still lets me preach. That's awesome. So, glad you're here tonight. We got the air conditioning on tonight. Tomorrow we may have the heater. We don't know. It's just welcome to Texas, right? And uh, so... Second Timothy chapter 1, we'll look at the first few verses and talk about the spirit of fear tonight. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, peace from God the Father and Christ our Lord. I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers, which with a pure conscience, that without ceasing... I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. What comfort that must have gave Timothy. Timothy, uh, obviously, you know, if you read a lot of commentation on 2 Timothy, while Paul maybe saying some things that uh, Timothy probably had some timidness about him, about uh, maybe not being as bold as he should. And, and Paul's kind of writing to him and encouraging him to be bolder uh, in proclaiming and, and all these things. And we see. Uh, Paul, of course, mentoring Timothy. He wanted him to the Lord. Uh, we see that in the book of Acts. Uh, so he's one of his, his, his disciples, one of his uh, childs. And so notice what he says. He says, And greatly desiring to see thee, be, being mindful of thy tears, that I may feel with, be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unframed faith that is in thee. Uh, what, what a great testimony. He tells him where it comes from. Which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and in thy mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that is uh, I, uh, I and I am persuaded that in thee also, verse six says, wherefore I put thee in remembrance. By the way, third time he said that word remembrance. If you just want to study that, that thou stir up that word stir up. Study that little phrase. It means to set a flame. Paul said, I want you to set aflame the, the gifts that you have that when he laid his hands upon Timothy, and back then the apostolic uh, uh, time was going on and they would lay hands and impart gifts. And, and he says, Timothy, I, I laid hands on you and you have these gifts. And he says, I want you to stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting of a hands. He says, Timothy, I want you to be set afire. I, I, want, you to, I want you to burn not as an ember, but I want you to burn as a flame. I, I want you to stand out from the rest of the world. And he says this, he says in verse 7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 
Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Boy, what a, what a holy calling Timothy had. And, and Paul's trying to challenge him here and saying, Paul, I, I want to stir up. I, I want to I throw some gasoline on the fire. and I, I want to see you ablaze for Christ. And don't be bashful. Don't be timid, Timothy. He says, I, I want you to boldly proclaim the word of God. Uh, I, I want to just focus in on verse 7. As we look at this, the little statement there, it says, God has not given us the spirit of fear. I, I, I did a little study on fear this last few weeks, and I've been waiting for like a month to preach this one sermon, so we'll see how this goes. Chris Eckerson, you say, who is that? Well, he works for the University of British Columbia. He's a professor of the School of Polit uh, Political Science, and here's what he said about Fear. He said, there is nothing new about the fear approach. In fact, he says, it is well-tested strategy used by leaders throughout history. There is a reason it has been around so long because it works. He told them, and he says, it mobilizes people to do stuff. That's what the professor said. He said, fear mobilizes people to do stuff. There's no question. Here's what you say, well, what about some other people. Well, a doctor from John Hopkins University said this. I don't know how this got published, but it says this from John Hopkins University. Dr. E. Stanley Jones, you can look it up for yourself. It says, I inwardly fashioned, I am inwardly fashioned for faith, not for fear. Fear is not my native land, faith is. I am made, I am so made that worry and anxiety are sands in the, in the machinery of life. Faith is the oil. I live, my being in, is grass for breath. These are not my native, not my native air. Sorry, I'm, I skipped some. I live better by faith. There we go. I live better by faith. It was from a guy from John Hopkins, so he's smarter than I am. I live better by faith and confidence than by fear, doubt and anxiety. In anxiety and worry, my being is grasping for breath. There are, they, these are not my native air, but in faith and confidence, I breathe freely. These are my native air. And he goes on to say, we do not know why it is that worriers, worriers die sooner than the non-worriers, but the fact is this. Or, but it is a fact. But I am a simple, I'm of a simple mind. Think I know we are inwardly constructed in nerves and tissues, brain cells and soul for faith and not fear. And this is what he says. And I'm quoting Dr. E. Stanley Jones from John Hopkins University. It said, God made us that way. To live by worry is to live against reality. Wow. Hallelujah. Look it up yourself. I mean, that, what an amazing statement by a smart guy. Hello. That wasn't by a preacher. That's by a doctor that works at John Hopkins University. And he's saying that this body is not made to handle fear. Our bodies are not made to handle anxiety and worries and all that. It, 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 is, it is, as he says, it's sand in our machinery. But faith is oil that we should live by. Tonight we're going to preach on the spirit of fear. 
whether you have it or not, we'll look. All of us have it from time to time. Let's look at it tonight after pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for the day. And Lord, as we preach tonight, Lord, it's not anything that I'm going to say that's going to change a life, but Lord, it's everything that your word is saying, your spirit is saying. And so, Lord, control my tongue, my thoughts tonight, my heart. And Lord, may you have all the preeminence here tonight. And Lord, I give you glory, I give you honor. And I just ask that you just use me, Lord, just for the next few moments to speak. And Lord, help us to see some things clearly from your word. I love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I, I want to look, because it's the Christmas season, I, I want us to look at just a few characters. I, we're just going to pop the verses up on the screen. But number one, let's talk about Joseph. And Joseph, we see in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 20. I want you to know what the verse says here. I love this. It says, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David. Now notice what he says. Fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. God meets, and by the way, everybody who has a part, you're going to see this, it's amazing, everybody who has a part of the Lord's birth, Jesus goes to them and says, fear not. Why? Because, listen, what's happening in the world is something great. That you don't need to fear this. Notice on down, we'll talk Zacharias. Even when this happened, it says in Luke chapter 1, verse 13, it says, But the angel of the Lord said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Even six months before the Lord Jesus, here we see John the Baptist being born, who's going to be the pre-runner of Jesus Christ. And the Lord God comes to him, uh, to Zacharias, and says, Zacharias, fear not. We see the third person, Mary, in Luke chapter 1, verse 30. Luke chapter 1, verse 30. And the angel said unto her, Hello, you think she had some fears? Huh? I, I, I told my class Sunday, I said, I want you to think about this in today's society. Your wife comes home, you just got married, and, and y'all, let's say you hadn't got married. Let's, let's do it that way. Y'all are engaged. She says, Honey, I am with the child of Jesus. We're going to make a hospital visit to the insane asylum. I mean, can you imagine how Mary must have felt when God came to her and said, Look, you've you got a child of the Holy Ghost. And I think it's very well spoken. Mary, fear not. Hello. God says, I don't want there to be fear. He says, For thou hast found favor with God. Notice the next one. We see the shepherds. Luke chapter 2 verse 10. It says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. I love that. By the way, here's these lowly shepherds out there. They're, they're really nobodies, and, and, but they understood sheep. And Jesus came to be a lamb, right? And, and, and guess what? They got an invitation to be the first to see the Messiah. Hello. Could you imagine you're out there and, meh, meh. Well, well what a night this is. You know, they usually hung out in groups and they're talking to each other like, man, this is a beautiful night out here. You know, and all of a sudden, if you read that scripture in Luke, it doesn't just say the angel of the Lord appeared. It said the angel of the Lord appeared and a host of heavenly, a host of heavenly angels showed up. There was a whole crowd. I think you would have to come to me and say, Michael, fear not. Thank you, Lord. Listen, Jesus many times to his disciples had to tell them, fear ye not. Don't have fear in your life. Why? Because here it is. Fear is the absence of faith. 
If you don't remember nothing else tonight, just remember that fear is the absence of faith. But I want you to look at our verse in verse 7. I want you to notice this. There's not a lot in the Bible that says God has not given you something. It mainly says God has given you. But in this one verse it says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. If you have fear in your life, it's not of God. And you say, well, what about this? Uh, my wife has uh, arachnophobia. I mean, she'll punch you in the face, trust me. The funniest story, and I know my mom's probably going to watch this, so she'll enjoy this story too. My, my stepdad's six whatever. He's a big dude. And he was a deputy sheriff. And so we were, we were at my mom's house one day, and my stepdad, big dude, I mean, he could handle any criminal out there. You know, and uh, he hates spiders. My wife got a place spider and put it in his cop car. Laid it in there with him. We're all, you know, I don't think we had cell phones, but maybe we got, I can't remember. And we, we're all looking out the screen window out the back of my mom's house. And he goes out there and he opens his car, you know, and he's getting everything put in his car. We see the door close and then we see as if there was a bear inside of there. That cop car swaying back and forth and that door swinging open and he's running. He has a fear of spiders. And, and, and that was one of the funniest scenes. Of course, I've scared my wife. I, you know, I'm not going to tell you what I have fear of because y'all use it against me, right? And, but we all have a fear of something, whether, you know, but what, what is a fear? A fear is something that is unexpected that we, we feel that is out of our control. And God tells us that He has not given us the spirit of fear. Everything surrounding Christmas, Jesus had to come through an angel and tell him, Fear ye not. Fear you not. This is not a time to fear. This is a time to trust me. And he comes to Peter or to Timothy here and he says, Timothy, listen, I'm not giving you the spirit of fear. If you've got fear in your life, that didn't come from me. Just like we say about our kids, right? When they have bad traits, it didn't come from me. It came from the other one, right? But Jesus is saying, I have not given you the spirit of fear. But he gives us what he has given us. I looked this up. This is on WebMD, which is my doctor I use. And uh, by the way, I found out today I'm pretty sick. <coughs> According to WebMD, Mr. Rachel, I may need to see you afterwards. I think I've got everything. I know Mr. Rachel understands this, but I have people call me all the time. I think I got this. And they give me a long name. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. They're like, well, it said it on the WebMD. I've got every symptom. Well, let's see if you have every symptom. This has come off of WebMD. Let's see if you have every... <laughs> this is the signs of fear. This is what they say. And they, it, gives, it says sweating, trembling, hot flush or chills, shortness of breath or difficulty breathing, a choking sensation, rapid heartbeat, which is tachycardia, pain or tightness in the chest, a sensation of butterflies in the stomach. That could just be love. <laughs> Nausea. Headache, dizziness, feeling faint, numbness or pins or needles, dry mouth, ringing in the ears, confusion or disorientation. These are all signs of fear. And, and listen, how many of us have seen people that have been scared by something and literally it froze them? But here's what God is telling us. Listen, spiritually we can be that way too. We can be disoriented. We can be frozen. And, and listen, Satan is a master of using fear. I, I was reading a lot of quotes this week about leaders and, 
And, and you, you study leaders of history and how they've used fear down through time. And Hitler used fear. He used fear. That was his greatest uh, thing. Uh, and and you, you go down and what did ISIS use? ISIS used fear. They, they wanted to show the beheadings on TV so people would fear those that were in ISIS. And all these, all these great uh, people that, Attila the Hun, you, you go back and you, you read about them stacking bodies together, semen and bodies together in the town to build a, 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 a house out of bodies. And why would they do that? They would behead people and put their heads on stakes and burn them, uh, burn people in the city. Why? To strike fear in them. Why? Because if people fear, they can be controlled. And the more we see it on TV, the more we see it on Facebook, the more we see things, oh my soul, I'm scared to death. Listen, the government goes, hello, I, I'm not, I'm not, Preaching, hallelujah, you name it or owe me it. I, it. It was true. And listen, churches do that. I've seen preachers try to scare people into things. And listen, that's not the way we do it. Amen. Why? Because Jesus says, I've given you the, the spirit of power and love and of sound mind. That's what he does. Amen. And love is our great motivator to do things, not fear. Right. See, tonight that. Our world wants to be controlled by someone who has the answer. By the way, that's what the Antichrist is going to do. The Antichrist is going to seem like the world has no answers and he's going to pop up and say, I got the answer. And, and the people will be in fear. And, and by the way, we won't be here. If you're saved, you won't be here. We're going to be in heaven. Hello. We won't care what's going down here. Somebody said this, asked me the question the other day, why is most of the book of Revelation, why does it have more about the tribulation time than it does about anything? I said because God has given people warning that if you don't get saved, this is what you're going to go through. And by the way, it's pretty, uh, <laughs> fear has, has, has its place in our life, right? Godly fear. And, and we should fear the Lord. Amen. With, with a godly fear of what he can do that we shouldn't fear man, but we should fear him who can destroy the body and the soul. And, and we ought to have a reverent fear before God. But listen, here's what's happening in our world today and, and, and all over across, not just in America, but it's all over our world, is that people are using fear tactics to control people. Either God's got it in control or he doesn't. And it may seem like the world's in chaos, but as we've said a hundred times on this pulpit, it's not falling apart, it's falling in place. God's allowing things to happen. And, and there are some things out there that make you scratch your head. But listen, fear is the absence of faith. In other words, either God has it or God doesn't. And we trust Him. But I want to focus on those three things which God has given us. Because they, these are counteractive toward a spirit of fear. God says, I'm not giving you the, and he puts it all in the same sentence. He says, I'm not giving you the spirit of fear, but what does he say? Power. Why has God given us power? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 19 says this, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Notice what it says here. To usward who believe. God has given it to usward according to the working of His mighty power. In other words, all the power that He has, He's willing to give to you. Why? So that you don't have fear. 
His power can overcome fear. It can overcome the anxieties in life. It can overcome the things that we have to medicate and that we have to have counseling for. God says, listen, I have all powers given unto me, both heaven and in earth. And, and God is willing to give us the power to overcome those things. Tonight, we need to let the power of God rest in our life and not the power of fear. God wants us to be overcomers. And listen, every day of our life, we're going to have something coming in our life that is going to bring anxiety, it's going to be worry, it's going to bring fear. And when that comes in, I want you to remind yourself, this is not of God. And when you do that, you're going to have the power of God in your life. Say, listen, I know I... Listen, the verse, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me, that's not, we, we've said this a hundred times and I know it's redundant, but it's not talking about throwing a football. He's not even talking about doing your job. He's talking about accomplishing the things for Christ. That you can do all things for the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that God has, has given you to do, you're able to do it. Why? Because of the power of God. Listen, God does not want us to be in our bedrooms locked up, locked up with fear and, and not able to go out into society because we're fearing uh, this and we fear that. And uh, Listen, if it wasn't a pandemic, somebody's scared of something. I mean, listen, more people are going to die from a, a, a car crash than, than some diseases out there, but we still drive. You know, oh, I'm not going to go to church, but we'll still go to Walmart. Or sorry, to the Walmarts. When you get older, you put a the and an S after everything. I went to the CVS the other day. But listen, it, it, but we can, we can either live our life going, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Yeah. Or we can go, God's got it. Amen. Now let me preface something before I get emails in pastor's box. There's being smart and there's being dumb. Right? Obviously be smart. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not going to drive down the road at 190 mile an hour, right? I'm going to be cautious. And those, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying is that, listen, I can't. I had somebody tell me one time, say, I don't even like getting out of the house. I just, I'm just so scared. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get robbed. Like, you know what? God has not given you the spirit of fear, but a power. What is that power? Not power so I can, so I can rule over Miss Judy. Not so I can rule over Miss Amanda. I don't have that power. I have power that I can overcome fear in my life. That I can overcome sin in my life. That I can overcome doubt in my life. That I can overcome the anxieties in my life. Then he said number dos. He's not giving us a spirit of fear, but he's giving us power and love. I love how he says that. Not given a spirit, but a power and of love. You know what Proverbs says in 10, 12? I just want to read part of this verse. It says, love covereth all sins. You know what I need more of in my life? Love. Not from you, but if you want to give it to me, I'll take it. Love comes in a box of chocolates, right? Or life may be like a box of chocolates. And... But listen, you, you know the problem with, with when, we, when we think of fear? Love can't be nowhere near it. You know why? Study the, study the fruit of the Spirit. Number one is love. Huh. Ain't that amazing? And you know how Jesus told the, His disciples that people were going to know he was, they were His disciples? That if you have love, one for another. 
Listen, love is an amazing thing. And, and, and what our society is trying to do, and it's kind of going backwards on some of this, is uh, us men, can't, we can't love. I'm a man. But I can love. You know why I should love? Because it, it would motivate me. Love should motivate us. By the way, there's lost people out there, and only love's going to motivate you to witness to them. Fear's, fear's not going to do it. Listen, me and Pastor both, we, we talked about this before. I've tried to motivate people to be soul winners by fear. Pastor's done this too. I never will forget. I, was, I had everybody hold their hand up who came out soul winner. And I shamed all the rest of them that didn't. In a service. And I was still, I don't know how I pastored. How in the world people wanted me as a pastor? I remember one time, I, I think you even did this one too, Pastor. We talked about this. I even put a, books up there with streets on there. I said, after church, if you're right with God, you'll come get one of these. I don't know why they kept me as pastor. I'm like, you, you're a dummy. And, and man, people coming up, they wasn't doing it because of love. They were doing it because of fear. Because they were afraid that next... Hey, listen, I saw a coffee mug that said, Be careful what you do and what you say. You may be the pastor's next sermon illustration. <laughs> listen, I, I'm telling you... We, I, I should, and Pastor, Pastor's great at this. He's so much better than I am, I'm telling you. He, he doesn't motivate people by fear. He motivates, hey, because you love the Lord. You, 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 you love people. Listen, love should motivate us. Here's what 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, i got to get to the verse. 1 John 4, 18 says, There is no fear in love. Hello? We can stop right there. I told you where, where fear is, love can't be around. Notice what he says, But perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath, say it with me class, torment. He that feareth is, made, is not made perfect in love. Listen, if you're going to find this love, this agape love that God gives us in our life, that unconditional love in our life, it should motivate us to love others. And when we have that love in our life, we cannot have that fear that paralyzes us. You know, I, I was, I, I'm telling you, I was just, I was blown away by walk through Bethlehem again. Y'all scare us to death. Y'all don't show up early. I sweated. I didn't fear. I had sweat. Well, you know what? Maybe I did. I had all these. Sweating, trembling, hot flushes, flushes, chills. I had shortness of breath. I had a choking sensation. That was probably because Chad had his hands around my throat. Rapid heart. I had tachycardia. I didn't even know I had this. Sensation of butterflies, nausea. You had butter, you had nausea too. Headache, dizziness, feeling faint, numbness, wanting to run out in the road and let a truck hit you. I, no, I'm sorry, that wasn't it. But listen, y'all scare us to death. Please come earlier next time. <laughs> Getting bald and gray because of you. No, just kidding. But man, when we light those torches... And I look around and I, I mean, I just watch y'all because I'm the mayor of Bethlehem. You say, what does the mayor do? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I am just chaos control. And I watch y'all and I go, man, these people love what they're doing. I mean, y'all were having such a good time. I had to come tell most of y'all, will you quiet down a little bit good gravy? Calm down. Man, I, and I saw the love of what you were doing and I'm like, man, Hallelujah. That, that's what needs to happen in, in, in our, our church. We need to find that we love people and we love what we're doing. Why? Because it casts out perfect fear. No, no, fear. Number three, I've got to give you this. I've got to hush. Look at it again, verse 7. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, 
but of power and of love and of sound mind. I'm not that smart, even though it says I have a doctorate. I have a doctorate of chaos, in chaos. Here's what sound mind means in the Greek. It means calm, self-controlled, and I love this. This is what Strong said. It says not panicked. Hello? You ever panic? I panic. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I panicked when I drove in early Saturday morning and the wind had blew down Bethlehem. Oh, windy town of Bethlehem, how still I see thee lie on the ground. I literally, I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to be very honest with you. I wanted to turn around and go back home. I was like, seriously, we set it all up Thursday, had it looking nice. Friday night, the wind came in. Saturday morning, it's laying on, half of it was laying on the ground. I panicked. Hello? I said, oh, goodness, now we got to start over. But you know what? Here's what God reminded me. <laughs> Took him a little while. About 7 o'clock, I think I finally got it. It's all going to happen. Right? It's all going to happen. God, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is God's plan. And, and listen, I, we need the sound mind. You know what Satan wants us to do? Panic. I have never in my life, and, and, and listen, I, I've, I've been on a lot of accident scenes, been on a lot of calls, house fires. And you know one of the worst things I see, the most damage I've ever seen done is when people panic. And listen, we all rightfully panic at times. I was just telling the story last night to Miss Rachel about uh, when Bailey was one year old and my wife found her in a crib basically lifeless. She was already turning blue around the face and I was at the office, which was about 20 steps from our trailer house. And uh, my wife brings me my daughter, lifeless. Barely was breathing. She was limp. And all we had was a volunteer uh, amulet service at that time and that's why I went and got my EMT and all that stuff because I needed them and nobody was there I remember rushing to the hospital and listen I was glad the Lord gave me a sound mind because I knew to clear airway I knew to do those things but God, God did that because I was driving at 90 mile an hour while doing that walked into the hospital and handed them my baby you want to talk about panic you can panic but you know what happens when you panic you quit thinking correctly. Your, your brain gets all jumbled. And Satan is a roaring lion walking about seeking whom may devour. Listen, here's what, here's what Satan wants us to do. He wants us to panic. You know what's happened the last couple of years of our world? Everybody has panicked. And I'm not saying, well, you know, you have to kind of be neutral. But people panicked. I mean, we're, we're, we're y'all remember the toilet paper shortage? You know what panic looks like? When people are in Sam's with 25 cases of toilet paper. I prayed for those people to have a disease of the loins. And I hope they used all of it. And then I had to ask for forgiveness because that wasn't right either. That wasn't love. That was, not, that was the other. But that was panic. People were rushing. I, you know, uh, we lived, obviously I'm from Florida. And it's, it's so funny when they announce a hurricane will be coming. Go to the gas station. We need to get all the gas. People putting gas in, in every container they have in the house. What are you going to do with that gas? You can't go nowhere. If you're getting out of town, get out of town, but don't steal all the gas. I remember working for the fire department. We had to cut trees. We couldn't even find gas to put in our chainsaws or in our fire trucks because everybody had taken it all. 
People panic. And when they panic, they go, oh, no, 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 no. They lose their brain. But you know what? Spiritually speaking, Satan wants to make us panic. And you know why we panic? It's that moment we feel that God is not in control. And, that, and it only takes a split second in our life for something to happen. And we panic. And the spirit of fear comes in us. Can I remind you again that God says that He has not and will not give us the spirit of fear. Why would you want the one thing in your life that God says that He's not going to give you? But He did say He'd give you power. Love and a sound mind. Fear will control you. Fear will rob you. Fear will numb you. And fear will depress you. If you allow it to stick around. I'm going to remind you again. If there's fear in our life. And by the way, I wish I could stand here today and say I've never feared before. <laughs> but that would be wrong. But when we have fear in our life. It's not from God. It's from two places. The old nature or the old nature. <laughs> Satan can help bring it in, but it's that old nature that, that flares up in our life. Listen tonight, what are you fearing? What, what, what is it that is so big in our life that we fear? And I have to tell the story and I'm done. Is that every stage of Bailey's life, she's not in here, I'm pointing over there where she should be. Every stage of Bailey's life, I always told my wife, I said, now when she gets here, I'm done. Y'all know what I'm talking about. When she becomes a lady, daddy's done. And then I find myself, well, I'm still there. I'm like, all right, honey, when she gets to this point in her life, I don't know what we're going to do. When she got there, guess what? God was there. He handled it. And you know what I do? Why was I concerned about that? Because you know what? God's already there. And he's, he's just waiting on me to just say, God's got it in control. Listen, I, I, can, I can sit around and you, you can, you know what? The mind is an amazing thing, but it's also a dangerous thing. I sit around and go, think about, you know, I don't want to make fun of them, but Brody and Reagan, if they get married one day, Shelby, who she's going to marry? How's my car going to run tomorrow? Am I going to be able to make my house payment? Is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? You know what? I just have to go, God, you got it. God, you got it. I don't know what's going to happen to my kids tomorrow. We get scared sometimes when Bailey sleeps in. She slept in, Miss Judy knows, she slept in yesterday, wasn't it, Miss Judy? Like the 8 o'clock. We, we were scared to death. She don't sleep late any. We're all in there peeping, make sure she's still breathing. We're scared to death. I mean, we, we but why are we that way? I just should just trust the Lord. And praise God, she slept in. Hallelujah. Bailey slept till 8 o'clock. That has never happened. We didn't sleep that late, but she did. And then she's been joyous all day. Well, she was happy go luck. She's like, woo, that felt good. Hallelujah. But we just trusted every step of the way. What's the fear in your life? Let's stand here. about us. Because Father, we love you. Thank you for the night, Lord. I just... Thank you so much for your love for us. Lord, thank you for your forgiveness, Lord, when we have fear in our life that you're willing to forgive us. And Lord, that you said love casteth out fear. 
And Lord, that's your love. Our love is only skin deep at times, God. But Lord, your love is a love that is eternal. God, help us tonight, if there is fear in our life, to realize that it's not from you. Lord, it's of us. It's of the flesh. It's of the devil. And Lord, help us to get rid of it. Lord, help us to find that power that we have in our life through you and that love. And Lord, give us that sound mind. Lord, that sober mind that we should have, that we are able to think straight about you. Lord, help us not to give place to the devil. Lord, I pray if there's anybody here tonight that has fear in their life, has some worry in their life, Lord, that we just lay it at the cross tonight and walk away from it. And Lord, you'll help us with it. God, we all have it. And we all need your help with it, Lord. And I just pray that you would help us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to have an invitation, Pastor. On behalf of our church and staff, thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons and more information about our church, please visit hbchazlett.org.